Attention! Welcome to the Film Mages Podcast, where the popcorn is our ammunition, the couch is our foxhole, and the cinema is our place of worship. Now let me see your war face! Ah! Oh my goodness. We're back. We're here. We're here. Here we are. We're all three of us. Oh, Oh, well, maybe maybe not all three. Hang on. Is it just the two of us? We can make it if we try. Just Just the the two two of us. You and I. Oh. Oh, oh. Have we summoned her? No, she's struggling with the door. She can't get the door open. There she is. Yay. Fresh out of the jacuzzi. Good morning. Good morning, Alexis. Oh, oh yeah, we got up, up. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, hey, it's episode fifty of epi- the that's film right. majors. This is episode fifty. Hello, unbelievable. And for old times' sake, yeah. Alexis is both physically Please. present, but late and late. And late. <laughs> that's a that's a skill. And you know. In the past, it was kind of mean to start before Alexis because a little, yeah. You know, she Not she lives she but... lives somewhere else. Mick and I live together. We've got all the equipment, yeah, but, but today, yeah, Alexis Alexis is staying in the building. Yeah. By the way, hello, By I'm way, Zach. I'm Mick. Hi, I'm Alexis. Yeah, Alexis. And yeah, it's episode. It's it's our. 50th episode, Film Majors Spectacular. That's 50. We're, Five zero. It's the earliest we've ever recorded. That's I, true. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been this low energy on the podcast, and we've definitely recorded after I've gotten off of work before. <laughs> yeah, this is impressive. <laughs> it's four in the morning. And I'm freshly showered, damp daddy out here. Oh, oh yeah. It's not Boy Sweat Alexis. Not Boy Sweat Alexis. And it's not going to be Boy Sweat Alexis, because today we've conjured a hurricane. Yeah, here We're I am. Recording from the eye, not you. Rock me like a hurricane. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to rock you. No, thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are recording from the eye of Hurricane Hillary in yep. Los Angeles, California, and I've got to say, it's a mild drizzle. I'm not even really seeing any rain out there. It was raining when I drove over here this morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, okay. it's not bad. All right. Let's I didn't see. vote for Hillary, and here she is <laughs> to ruin our day. Oh, great. Uh, are we gonna Are we gonna get into politics today? Is it gonna be politics corner it's, on the it's, film it's The fiftieth episode. We're talking about the twenty sixth. 2016 election. election. <laughs> More like the 2016 Alexis. Stand into Lexus. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Filmmakers Pod. You'll get it. Uh. But Alexis, um, now that you're here, yes, I really wanted to ask you, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so funny is that I watched Risky Business with my sister. That's crazy. (laughs) I watched Risky Business with my sister, and uh, there's this line in the movie that's like, sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? You know? Because I say that many times myself. Yeah, you know what? I, me and my sister, we've been saying that to each other now. <laughs> She's like, you know what? Like, sometimes you just got to say, 
what the fuck <laughs> and just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We're just doing it right now. It's yeah. our famous segment. What's going on? We talk about what's going on. And Alexis has already just so clinically efficiently gotten us right into a film that she watched. Risky business. Yeah. What'd you think? Lay it down. The big TC. I feel like I've lost out on something. I may need to rewatch it because I forgot that part in Scream where um... <laughs> Rose McGowan. Yeah, she's like, you know, uh, I'm if gonna... you pause it at the right moment, <laughs> you can right. see his penis. Did you do it? No, because oh. I didn't even remember that. Yeah, Alexis showed up and was like, I watched Risky Business, and the very first thing that I said to her was, oh, did you pause it at the moment where you can see his penis? And I was like, what? But no, for real, for real, that shit, softcore porn. (laughs) That's Alexis's alarm, everybody. Alexis, it's time to wake up. She's in prime form today. This is fucking awesome. This is so... We're playing all the goddamn hits. I think it makes sense that this is our 50th episode. Get Mickey in here. you know, I'm a I'm a snoozer. You know, I think that was the sixth snooze because I was supposed to wake up at seven. What's the phrase? You snooze, you win. <laughs> Something like that. Hey guys, I'm gonna take a big L because I'm a big fat loser. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy about that. Alexis, L for love. L for love. L for love. L for love. That's from Dodgeball. Oh, is it? it is. Wow! Oh. Holy shit! Remember? We are we are yes, playing. I remember. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, okay, if you're I new, the movie. If you're it, new, it's too early for sarcasm. My brain does not We're recording that. an episode of the filmmakers. <laughs> okay, well you're gonna have to okay, deal with guys, me being gullible. We can do a I can deal with Alexis being <laughs> yeah, gullible. I will, I will, I'm looking forward to it. I will I will gobble the the gullible. Um, so, so you what said is going on? Risky for real? business, low key softcore porn, you said. Yeah, low key softcore porn. Um, it's fun, but I saw low key softcore porn starring Loki. All right, Tom Hiddleston. We don't need to get into all oh, that. You know what? Good. Actually, I guess I just oh, had a softcore porn um, week because because <laughs> I, <laughs> I also watched Red, White, and Royal Blue Holy with shit. Enrique. Oh boy! God. <laughs> so the end so you're right? you're the one then. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, um, not obviously a great movie. Really. Um, but um, okay, I recognize that one there. That's fine. <laughs> so that was genuine. <laughs> oh uh, no, <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's not. Yeah, you know, you, you, you couldn't. It's a white woman basically writing gay fan fiction. You know, classic. That sounds like a recipe for fun. They love to do you it. You know, it actually, it kind of is. Yeah. You know, but you know, they they kind of took some liberties with the character that wasn't really in the book. And you know what? That's fine. Oh, but, but this Prince, is an adaptation. Yeah, but okay. Prince, um, the prince, the guy who played the prince, is very cute. But yeah, no, there was like literally like this, um, and I've never seen this before in a movie. But like they they did the the sex scene, right? And like you're literally there for like the moment of penetration on this guy's face, like <laughs> first Wait, time hold penetration. On. Hold on. Actually, I don't want to know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to ask. No, I'm not going to ask. No, I'm not going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, now, no, but what if like, we had a gorgeous young lab tech and we have Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> when he's not out busting heads, back in the lab performing outrageous sexual experiments on her supple young body? Oh, my God. Oppenheimer was twist, a great film. And there is a twist. We show it. Buddy, we're going to show full penetration and we're going to show a lot of it. 
It wasn't even full penetration. It was literally Run just like a it was like a medium shot, so like waist up, but you could see like his legs like you know, back quite a ways, you know. And I then, hate to say it, kind of selling But it's just this. like you know, like you know, I paint a picture. I, like I don't words. know how to describe I do know. like you paint know me a the, the moment that you know that somebody's dick. <laughs> Like you, like you can feel it in like the way somebody like breathes in, you know, and it, it, like it's very is strangely graphic. So you're telling me that we have an early contender for best actor in a leading role? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's you like know, it was scene, like really believable. It's like the like scene really when Sodomon gets stabbed in the back and he goes, <gasps> "Yeah, because it takes the wind out of Christopher you. Lee knew what it sounded like to, to get, get penetrated or get stabbed, stabbed in the back. Get stabbed for real. <laughs> Come on, man, he's dead." Is he? And you Is know he? how he Wait, died? I didn't even know he was sick. Oh my God. God damn it. Wow, well, we both went <laughs> bad ways with that. God damn it. <laughs> um, so red, white, and royal blue was... Uh, Is it, it's not a recommend? You, it's not a recommend from Alexis. It's not. It's, I, I, I can't in well, good faith that's recommend weird. it. But uh, if that's... you like a little softcore <laughs> horn and... Um, Oh, Uma Thurman doing a really bad Southern accent. Like, oh, I can't, I can't, like, I love this woman and I cannot defend her. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, yeah, there's this girl in there um, and she played Carmen, uh, a lesbian on the L Word season two and season three. And she was like the hottest thing I ever thought I'd seen. Um, and she's in this movie. Is she a redhead? No, she's a, uh, she's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't know if she's Mexican, but she's definitely a Latin woman. Okay. Yeah. Wow. She was so hot though in L Word, like back in two thousand five. Eh. Anyways, <laughs> all the way back in two thousand five. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, and then I went. I, I was at the film that film festival I've been volunteering at. Yes, Alexis and Making I drinks. were were both at uh, short film screenings. How's yeah. how was Salute Your Shorts? You know what? Uh, really fun. I mostly just um, work the bar, which, by the way, I'm getting pretty good at that shit. Hell now, yeah. I'm making making some simple syrups. You know, I I make a really good French seventy five now. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. um, and a, good, a really good whiskey sour. Ooh, the um, world needs plenty of bartenders. Hell yeah, brother! Zach needs plenty of whiskey sour right yeah. now in his hand. <laughs> and uh, it's nine a.m. somewhere. What you call it? The uh, the well, opening did, night panel. Forty minutes. It'll be nine a.m. here. <laughs> was moderated by the Daniels, the directors of um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and oh. Ben Brewer, the guy who did visual effects on it. He was on the opening night panel, but then yesterday I actually got to see the last block, which is like the after hours block. Um, so you know, might see some body parts, might see, um, you know, it's more like the horror, you know, some of the horror genres in there too. Um, so like it started off with this short that was called Brett Kavanaugh is ruining my sex life. Oh my God. And, uh, it was, it was kind of funny. Um, and then when I saw Ben Brewers and his was this like very, like I thought of Cronenberg cause it's like very body horror kind of, you know, nice. where like this couple, like I told you about this act. Yes, you this did. couple was like, they started like. Mold, melding into each other. They start to fuse. Then, That's hot. Yeah, they started to fuse and then eventually, eventually, like, passed all the way through each other. Classic. Um, yep. I thought, like, maybe it was, like, a, you know, analogy, metaphor for, like, codependency or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it was... It was very interesting. There was, there was a few other shorts. There's this one um, where people... 
the, the this group of like girlfriends like all arrive to this remote fucking place out in the desert and they're like one of them's like murder house they're like no 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 it's fine they go in there's literally the tv only has a vhs player so they have to play the only vhs that is like in the house and it's desert dwellers three and they're watching people arrive to the house that they just arrived at and it just becomes this like kind of meta thing where they actually interact with the people like in the TV, uh-huh. like on the phone. Like, it, yeah, it, it was, that sounds fun. Cool. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, good time. I uh, I also went to a short film screening because the forty-eight uh, hour film that I shot a few weeks back uh, screened along with the other films in our uh, screening group at the uh, Regal LA Live. Uh, so oh. yeah, went and saw that. There were there were some there were some good films in mm-hmm. that in that group. You know, it's uh, it's fun to see what people can uh, can do given two days. Yeah. It's also sad to see the to hear the uh, the tragic stories of people whose films didn't make it in on time because there's like before all of the like films that are in competition screen they screen any films in our group that were late. Uh, and, and you most get to, of them were there. <laughs> uh, honestly, people did pretty good this year because I think there were 159 groups. Did you do this last year? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, but this was this was one of their bigger years. Mm. Uh, there were 159 groups and 150 people made it in on time. Wow. Uh, but three of those nine groups that didn't were in our screening group. <laughs> and they they seemed pretty bummed out. Don't do... Here's some advice if you ever do the 48-hour film festival. Don't do an effects-heavy film. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah. I love that that even needs to be said. I yeah. feel like... What the fuck? Uh, we're doing motion capture. There was, there was at least <laughs> one of the late movies where I was like, well, yeah, of course this was late. Yeah. You did, like several different visual effects that needed to be rendered. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That takes a long fucking time. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, word word from the not-so-wise. Um, yeah, you listening, Disney? It takes a long time to do VFX, so stop cranking <laughs> out these fucking shows Just and slow. unionize the VFX world, nice. please. Got it. Also, uh, donate to the to the union funds in our in our description for the writers and actors, because they're still yes, on strike. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, so, other than uh, the 48-hour films, I, uh, I've i been working this week. I've been on a set. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, not not being a scab. It's not a union show. Don't worry. Nice. Um, but uh, I, you know, I always want to watch a little film at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week, I watched a couple of classic Universal Monster Ooh. films. I watched both directed by James Whale. I watched uh, The Invisible Man and The Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. And? Uh, The Bride of Frankenstein fucking rules. Nice. The Bride of Frankenstein is the best of the Universal Monster movies I've seen so far. I've seen uh, Frankenstein, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Bride of Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, and The Mummy. Nice. Um, I've only seen The Mummy. I the think. Mummy sucks. I might have seen Frankenstein <laughs> I when I was a kid. I love The Mummy. Stop disrespecting uh, me in this The original one? 
Oh. We're talking about the yeah, 30s, mummy. Yeah. The 30s mummy uh, sucks. The I'll just talk about Yeah, right? the 90 the 99 mummy is uh yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's Boris Karloff. I think so, yeah. Uh who is fucking amazing. Yeah, no, he's not the problem Frank with the movie. Yeah. I mean, but, I would say with the mummy. He's not the problem with the mummy. No, the mummy the problem with the mummy is that like It's boring. Yeah, it's boring and it's most he's mostly just like a guy during yeah. that movie. He's just a dry mm-hmm. boy. I want to see a mummy. Mm-hmm. He's a dehydrated man. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, Bride of Frankenstein, really good. Boris Karloff, fucking incredible in that movie. Uh honestly some good bits in that movie. And uh nice. just generally like if you can't make, I, I the thing that impresses me about the Bride of Frankenstein is that it's an hour and fifteen minutes. Wow! Like all of those Universal monster movies, the reason that I picked those to watch after work is that they're all like an hour fifteen or less. I think an hour fifteen is the longest that any really? of them are. Wow! Yeah, The Invisible Man, seventy minutes, also pretty good, but uh, not quite as like compelling a character because like Frankenstein is very you know I just can't see him (laughs) where is he well that's the thing is that a lot of the Invisible Man it's like it's an effects movie right like Uh it's you know oh we can you know create this effect where like a shirt runs around and you don't see anything else which is Uh, kind of charming yeah like it's 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 fun to see like oh this was like you know a big event movie where it's like you're going to see visual effects you couldn't believe which you know has been a staple of hollywood for that's right you know a hundred years uh but one the invisible man's motivation is essentially just like he got a chemical in him and now he's crazy um, which is not as compelling as Frankenstein, who's like, you know, I've been rejected by my creator, and I only, I only desire love and connection, and I want to smoke a cigar See, and drink beer, which he does in the Bride of Frankenstein. Do, it fucking rules. Do we all remember the uh, Kevin Bacon, the Hollow Invisible Man? Man. Hollow Man, Hollow Man. Yeah, that's a great VFX, but man, oh that man, that shit is so <laughs> fucking problematic. It's a bit right on a on a rewatch because I remember watching that a couple times <clears> as a kid. And on a rewatch, I'm just like, oh, did I know that this was, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know that yeah. Was going on? I, the fuck? I am going to still say that the 2020 Invisible Man from Lee Whannell is I still have to the see best that. adaptation yeah, of that. I um, see that. But the thing that I do like about the James Whale movie, the original, yeah. is that it's like, I'd say 90% of what Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, gets up to is like pranks. Just pranks and bits, and he's like, ha, 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 you can't see me. Uh, like, he does kind of sound like that. <clears throat> he, like, chucks a bicycle at some people, and he goes, take your bicycle back. Ha, 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 ha. So he's, um, a, he's a shitster. You do that all the time, Zach. It's exactly what, yeah, I do that fully visible. And then I go, you can't see me, and I run away. <laughs> so if I was invisible, it would work a lot I could literally better. see you just, like, tiptoe run away. Like a little, like, yeah, uh, so that's fun. Um, and those are the things that I watched this week. Because, nice. you know, I didn't have a lot of time to watch films. Um, yeah. You're missing one. What? Am, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mick, what did you watch? So this week, I, I've also been working, not a scab. Uh, but uh, we, Prove what it. was it, Friday night, right? 
Was it Friday night? It was Friday night. So Friday night, uh, I get home. I'm very tired. I'm ready to go to bed. And Zach goes in going, hey, you got any plans? I'm like, not really. He's like, all right, let's drink whiskey and watch a movie. I'm like, okay, cool. And um, we... Mix a pretty easy mark for that. Yeah, no, it doesn't take much. Um, I consent pretty easily. Yeah. If I I tell you, you know, let's drink whiskey and see what the hell happens, you're always like, yeah. All right. And, you know, you start taking off your clothes. And I'm like, that's... That's not what you meant, and you're like, oh, no. okay. I thought you were insinuating. I, you it. Could I, not, I guess, yeah, I guess exactly. I'll, I guess it's I'll open start to interpretation. Drink, and I'm like, we haven't even started drinking whiskey yet, and he's like, oh, I just, you know, I thought I'd just jump ahead. And I'm like, no, don't so do that. we it did. It has been very hot though. Yeah. Yes, you know, we did. Well, well, that's understandable. <laughs> We did what today's we, a bad example, Zach. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we did he's what still we typically doing. <laughs> do, which is uh, we sit at the TV and we're like, what are we going to watch? We immediately go to Shutter, which is always a safe bet. And uh, we watched a movie that I have never seen before, which is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, yeah. I've only seen the first one, which I like, um, but I don't love it. It's, um, it's very graphic. It's, it's very well done. It's just a lot of um, screaming, which, you know, I mean, that makes sense. But it's just that's kind of all it is for me. And the second one, I have to say, again, if Texas Chainsaw Massacre is quintessentially 70s, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is quintessentially 80s. Um, And that movie ruled. Yeah. Uh, It is. It is so good. It's so fun. It's crazy good. It it does the Evil Dead thing before the Evil Dead did it, where, like, Mm -hmm. the first movie is, like, genuine horrific horror. Yeah, nonstop, like, fast-paced, like, horror and tension. And the Uh, sequel is almost satire this the second one is a comedy yeah uh and it's so over the top i love leatherface's wiggle like he has the chainsaw above him he's just like wiggling back and forth they wanted to lock me up because of the way i was moving and they're putting they're putting their victims i did into chili from the oklahoma texas chili competition yes yeah the sawyer family is they're making chili yeah they're making chili into winning a chili making competition are they putting people in of course they're putting people uh, in the chili that's why everyone loves it he's like i don't skimp on the meat i don't and then he like pulled the the uh Dad, I think, pulls like a tooth. Someone pulls a tooth out of it. Or yeah, he's like, like, oh, there's hard uh, peppercorns. Oh, that's hard peppercorns in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And, and like I said, I always thought that Ben Hur had the largest <laughs> sets constructed for film. That's not true. Apparently, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has the largest set ever built. <laughs> For any movie, anytime, anywhere. we haven't looked this up, but like emotionally, it rings so. I know true. it's true, and listeners, if you're listening, like, is that true? Don't bother looking it up because just take my word for it. It's true to me. Yeah, in my heart, it's true. The finale of the film, it's incredible. Oh my god, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. It's crazy because you have so Dennis Ho- Dennis Hopper Dennis play Hopper. Dennis Hopper. He plays like this. Uh, <laughs> he he's like he's not even a, a sheriff. Uh, he's a lieutenant who does not have jurisdiction in Dallas. Yeah. He's related to uh, Franklin, who was one of the victims. One of the victims one. in the first one, because this movie somehow wants you to think that it exists in the same reality yeah. as the first movie. He double wields chainsaws. Uh, yeah, he does dual wield chainsaw. He's a cop, Alexis. He has a gun what? that he could. Dennis Hopper. Has a gun that he could like go up against Leatherface and the Sawyer family with. He elects to buy three chainsaws instead, 
run into their lair with his chainsaws screaming. while screaming, Bury the devil! Bring it all down! It's, it's insane. Because the first time I wow. saw his character, I was like, oh, this would have been like a good Tommy Lee Jones bit. And then you get and to the finale. And then you get to the finale. I'm like, absolutely not. This needed to be Dennis Hopper. It's perfect for we him. We haven't even talked about the greatest character in this film, who is Chop Top. Yeah, oh, Chop Top is great. Leatherface's brother. Incredible. Who delivers... That would well, be such would, good cosplay for, like, Monster Palooza. I was going to say I have, like, strong feelings on what we could do as a Halloween photo shoot. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, Chop Top delivers the iconic line. Lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And he's referring to the metal plate in his head. Yeah, which he... Sounds tasty. Uh, picked, oh, well, he picks little bits of skin yeah, he, off he of it with a coat hanger and then eat it. Yeah, he's like always <laughs> heating up a coat hanger and scratching it and then picking the bits off and eating it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Really gets That's domed. a good thing I haven't eaten breakfast today, but I feel like this oatmeal's not going to go down as well. I did eat breakfast today, and I'm already regretting what I just said. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so the, the bit where he gets hit in the plate with a chainsaw and then he goes, ah, dumb flashback, dumb flashback. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, Mick was kind of getting tired. Yeah, like I dozed off for maybe a couple minutes. I was like, hey, hang out. You're going to want to see the scene on the radio station yeah, with Chop Top. You're just going to, you're going to want to hang out. Once Chop Top <laughs> showed up, I was like, I could have just done... I, like I could have just taken some Adderall because at that point I was awake. <laughs> Once Chop Top comes in, I was alert. I was awake until the very end of the movie. And instead of them being at this farmhouse, they are—I mean, you could probably just take a guess. They all their lair where they make this award-winning human chili is in a derelict amusement Texas park. amusement park, and it's just—I oh, love it. We need to buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's like. I'm not gonna say it's as good as Demons, but it might be. <laughs> but it's just it's up there of just like a just crazy '80s movie, '80s horror that. Uh, and also, what's the uh, uh, um, the Living Dead? Is it Revenge of the Living Dead? Uh, Return of the Living Return Dead. Return of the that's another '80s horror film that just fucking slaps. Yeah. Um, what a great triple feature that would be. <laughs> that would be crazy. Wow. Um, but yes, no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, great time. It I might come it. up again later this year. I, I'd be down. I, I, it's I'm a great, really tempted to I cover said, it on it's the a, pod. It's a great final girl movie. Yeah, Stretch is awesome. It's it, it's incredible. Yeah. Scratch, she's a DJ. Stretch. Stretch. Is it Stretch? stretch. I yes. thought it was Scratch. Stretch. Stretch. Okay. Interesting name. Um, and then yesterday I watched, in preparation for uh, Hurricane Hillary, I watched Twister again nice. which is always a really really good time and something i did not know uh is um apparently originally that was supposed to be tom hanks playing uh the lead oh interesting and then he dropped out then it was going to be kurt russell yeah then, i can see how yeah. you could get from kurt russell to bill paxton and then that didn't happen then it was going to be michael keaton also, Tom Hanks is kind of the odd one yeah, out in this I don't selection. Think I can good. see, I can yeah. see the commonality well, between Keaton, Russell, and uh, Paxton. Yeah, and then it ended up on Paxton. But that's um, how did that happen? It was because uh, Steven Spielberg was already in prep to direct it, and he wanted Tom Hanks. And then he he dropped that. He stayed as producer, and then Kathleen Kennedy stayed on as producer, and they ended up giving it to uh, John Debon. John Debon. John Debon. And. Um, I forget. Somehow James Cameron was attached for a bit to direct. Jimmy! And Robert Zemeckis. 
those were also the big directors that were going to do it. So did Cameron bring Paxton on? That's who brought Paxton was, was James Cameron. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie's just such a good time. Uh, it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid in the mm. beginning where the, where the father gets sucked out of the, uh, the fucking bunker. That shit still unsettles me. <laughs> and Alexa says there's a dog in it. And well, does the dog live the or dog die? The dog lives. Okay, are you for real, for real right now? Because yeah, you've seen it, right? I feel no. like we've been really. Yeah, I feel like we've been pretty on the level about yeah, how no. how dogs fare in films recently. Yeah, okay. no. You seen the last voyage of the Demeter yet, Alexis? No, <laughs> that dog <Yeah>. definitely <laughs> survives. The dog is fine. It doesn't get completely just. I, w- I wouldn't describe the do- the state of the dog as shredded at any point. Yeah, no, no, no. That doesn't happen. That's gonna make me sad. And you don't see it. Yeah. You don't. You don't see it not die. You guys don't get it. <laughs> like no. every dog I see, I see my Mitch. Listen, I love a dog. It's a little friend, but you yeah, know, sometimes dogs. that's that makes it all the more effective when you annihilate one in a film. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so, do we have anything else? Um, I think that's pretty much what what's been going on with me. All right. Yeah. I- I love your shirt. It says What's it it's say? still rendering. Yeah, I'm wearing my 48-hour <laughs> film fest shirt. Yeah, oh, I see. It's yeah, like yeah. a little... That's yeah. funny. Yeah. All right, well, let's hop out of what's going on. All right, and we're back. I'm, I'm just... I'm going to jump... Oh, Alexis is sweaty. Alexis okay. is already boy Just sweat, Alexis. That's okay. I'm just going to onboard us right now uh, and give everyone a little... Little update from halftime. Um, so, uh, since you last heard us, uh, Mick decided it would be a really good idea to just fully knee our granite countertop. I didn't do it on purpose. No, he did it on purpose. I he did saw not. that granite countertop and he was like, Ooh, baby, I gotta knee that. <laughs> and that's what he did. Alexis was attacking me and I was trying to defend myself. And so to counterattack her, her wild flailing, I decided to kick the countertop really hard with my knee. And I had to say it worked. How did that go? It worked. She stopped hitting me (laughs) to console me. (laughs) To console me. (laughs) As I'm in pain. Really, you know, the most effective way to counter an attacker is to uh, wound yourself yourself so bad. Yeah. Fall on your sword. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're out of what's going on. We are. We're back. And you know who's not here? Uh, Alexis again. Alexis has become boy sweat Alexis since we stopped really? recording. Yeah. She Ow. was like, I need to go put on deodorant. Uh, so she went into the other room to do that. But you know what? We're still in back to school month. And uh, this is our final back to school. School is in session. School is is in session, but it's about to be out for the summer as we head into September. (laughs) We planned this well. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I don't know how else we would do it. It's still summer in LA, except for today with the hurricane. Wait a minute. Alexis, you were a California kid. Zach and I were Oregon. What time did you guys go back to school? Like on average? Like Uh, elementary school? Mid August. Oh, wow. You see, we. Uh, I was we talking about this. Until, we were out until like second week of September. Yeah, after Labor Day. What? Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't start to go back to, until September. September yeah, was no. back to school month. When were you out of school? Um, first week of June, usually. What? We were because uh, I was out like the week before May ended. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I usually wait, no, 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 no. Maybe it was like the. First. I was usually out like second week of June. Maybe that's what it is. I think yeah. first or second week of June. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was talking about it with my coworkers the other day, 
because like we have all these background kids and if again child child labor they can only be on set for a certain amount of time and if they're in school you have to have a teacher on set and to actually put them in school for a certain amount of hours which gives you even less time to shoot with them so we were like let's only work with kids that aren't in school yet that way we can shoot with them more um but they still only have like a time limit on set of course um but yeah we were all like why are there so many kids in school in mid-august like what the fuck and then people were like yeah no we go back to school like august 14th that's fucking crazy yeah it's still so nice outside i don't know um so i'm doing my lectures but now i'm having a bagel you're having a bagel ah big old bagel i have to throw it away though because i just saw a little bit of mold on that bagel so um but uh we're gonna do our big topic we're gonna do our last big topic of back to school month yes so the film that we're talking about today if you don't know mm-hmm. has in recent years been adapted into a broadway musical yeah and we thought that would be kind of a fun topic so uh what are some movies that either have already or that should be adapted into musicals? For example, uh, John Waters' Hairspray adapted right. into a musical. This is a great one. The Evil Dead adapted into a musical. Oh, wow. Which I haven't seen. Uh, even weird. though our college put Moulin it on. Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is a already a musical. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, no, but I but feel no, like... we're talking about... You said movies that started that yeah, were Yeah, movies that should be adapted into a musical. Into them. That yeah, was, but I also made a stipulation that I can also still list movies that movies that were already You made see what's happening it. here is Alexis is like, in my head, I made a stipulation that I can also list Baz Luhrmann films, <laughs> which I respect, and I support her. Well, you know what? That was an unintended side effect, but, you know, I think maybe my brain was 10 steps ahead of me, as it sometimes not often is. <laughs> nice. Uh, I've right. got I've got a pick. What's up? I would say that any of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies would make good musicals because Did the they third make that into mu- Spider-Man the musical or is that just a play? Uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Ooh, yeah. Actually, now that I'm talking about, I mean, it wasn't adapted from the Raimi movies, right. but they did adapt Spider-Man into a musical, and it was like the most catastrophic thing ever put on Broadway. Yeah, like he kept getting so, injured, right? Yeah, no, the, the lead actor act. fell off like his fucking harness and broke his back. What? Um, wow. Yeah, but I, I, I guess I just mean because like the Raimi movies have such like old MGM musical energy. Right. Uh, you can make them film musicals. Make them film musicals. And the third one like already has three musical numbers yeah. in it. So... It almost feels like it wants to be a musical. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my pick. Nice. Yeah. Mick, you said you had a pick that's going to get you canceled. Yes, uh, but I stand by it. Um, I think what would make a great musical, and the world would not react well to it, and with good reason, but I think it'd be funny. Paul Greengrass says United 93. Oh, my God, no. But what? only, but, no. But only if, because there's a stipulation with this. Uh, Don't cancel me yet. Wait, hear me out. <laughs> The Good Muppets. God. Yeah. So, as you know, the Muppets often adapt famous <laughs> stories into musicals. No, no, I was wondering when this was going to come up on the podcast. Yeah, this is an idea I've had for years. Um, I think it's what so made... So happy to give you a platform. I think, I think it's what made Zach initially fall in love with me was when I pitched him this idea back in college. So they do, you know, they, they do Treasure Island... <laughs> 
They do Christmas Carol Go and they make it a musical. Do our Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, I do. That's a good episode. But what if the Muppets take United ninety three? What? I just think it. I, it would. You're, so you're look. putting the Muppets on the plane that the passengers rescued yes. in nine eleven. Yes, yes, you, yes. You'd have the whole. You'd have Rizzo the Rat. You'd have Gonzo. It'd be a Gonzo film. Um, you'd have, of course, you'd have like you'd have famous. <laughs> you'd have famous comedians in it interacting with the Muppets. You know, um, <laughs> put Theo Vaughn in there. Why not? Um, yeah, I think that would be. Hey, at the very <laughs> least, it would be entertaining. Um, yeah, so that's my main pick. Wow, I really didn't think you were ever going to actually, like, full-blown... Say that out loud. Say that pitch on the air. Oh, no, 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 no. I say I think it's a good idea. <laughs> I stand by it. I, I... Well, it would certainly start a conversation. Exactly. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the cafe conversations afterwards? Um, the Muppets go away for, like... 15 years what, from making feature yeah, films. It's what finally brings and down the Jim Henson company. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck. They're picketing the studio down there in Hollywood. Um, uh. So yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, my other idea, uh, well it's not really an idea, but it's a, it's a, it's a story uh, going back to what is a um, movie or a story that was not a musical that was eventually adapted into one that I really liked, which was Sleepy Hollow. Um, that's based, you know, it's a book, uh, but there was a cartoon done, I think in the sixties, uh, fifties or sixties where they made it into a musical and it was actually really good. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Sleepy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Just, just your mouth full of moldy bread and cream cheese right now. Yeah. I should probably throw this away. Okay. What do you guys think about gladiator as a musical? That was always my pitch of a movie that would be good if you swapped the cast out with Muppets. So oh, Gladiator? Yes. Interesting. So not United 93 is what you're saying? No, that's how that came up. Is I was like, you know, what would be a good movie where you could switch most of the cast out with Muppets? And I was like, Gladiator, keep walking Phoenix. Right. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that, yeah. I think this is just turning into what movies should be a Muppets adaptation. <laughs> I mean, I can't really speak to that. I've still only seen a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Hey, boat month next year, we're going to roll Treasure Island. Yeah, we got it. We it's fucking so good. got With Tim Curry. It's good Shh. stuff. Um, so, yeah, those are my picks, which I Whoa. stand by. It's Alexis. I'm not touching anything. Okay, lean back into your mic, Alexis. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is it picking you up, Alexis? Hello. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Alrighty, um, Zach. Other than Gladiator, M- Muppets Gladiator. <laughs> what are some Muppets Gladiator? <laughs> Muppets Gladiator. Wait, what would be the name of Muppets Gladiator? Ooh, uh, is it like the Muppets take the Coliseum? Uh, no. <laughs> hmm. The uh, Muppets in Rome. The Muppets take Rome. No. no. I mean, is it just the Muppets Gladiator? The I Muppets like that. take Marcus. Aurelius. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Gone wrong. Gone sexual. <laughs> the thing is, though, um, you have to keep Joaquin Phoenix in there. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so movies that... You know what's a great movie that was adapted into a musical and the musical adaptation is arguably more famous? Hmm. 
In fact, I haven't seen the original. Mm. Is uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love right. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, you've never seen the movie? Uh, the original, no. Yeah, the one with the uh, Rick Moranis. That's not the original. The original oh. film is a 1950s Roger Corman movie. Yeah. Like it actually was a 50s Which, B movie. Funny, oh. funny enough, that's the only one I've seen. I have, you I, haven't seen the musical. I have not seen the musical. It's on the shelf, buddy. You got to watch it. That's a good one. I've seen clips of it because of the amazing animatronic puppeteering they did. Speaking uh, of the fucking Muppets, yeah. Frank Oz, voice of Miss Piggy, uh, directed that film. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. It's so good. I, You know, if we ever do a musical... cut! <laughs> Hi-ya! Go again! Also, voice of Yoda. Um... <laughs> I, I wow. love that Yoda and Miss Piggy are voiced by the same guy. That fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a great, like, iconic musical reinterpretation of a film that I think totally works. Yeah. Um, Mick, Alexis, any anything else from you guys? Or do we want to get into our film? You know what? I'm going to cut my losses and say nothing else because I could turn anything into a musical, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that's it's, it's an unfair question because I fucking love musicals. As Mick and... has shown us, arguably you shouldn't, but you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam Peckinpah's Straw Dog. Fuck. The musical. Get oh, my God. Out, get out of this apartment. <laughs> I got them all. I got them all. <laughs> They came in my home and I got them all. Oh, Death man. becomes her. Yeah, that would be a good musical. Yeah, that yeah. would be a great. That musical. feels like be, a musical yeah, already. Yeah, it's uh, got that wacky energy. But yeah. Alexis, why are we talking about this? Yeah, we are talking about this because we are talking about Heather's, which has been adapted into a musical. And can I just say, I actually might like the musical better than the movie. I don't Whoa. know. Have you seen it's the hard. movie before, Heather's? Was this your first time? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. um, this is a 1988's Heather's Best Friends, Social Trends, and Occasional Murder. Now, Alexis, could you read the description of Heather's to From us? Google. From Jujil? You gotta do the Google one. Uh, yeah, it's a 1988 film directed by Michael... I don't want to say Lemon, but I... Think that's how it's pronounced? Layman, Layman maybe L E H M A N N. Layman, and yeah, it stars Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. In a nice little trench coat that I love. Christian Slater. All right, guys. So Veronica, played by Winona Ryder, is part of the most popular clique at her high school, but she disapproves of the other girls' cruel behavior. When Veronica and her new boyfriend, J.D., played by Christian Slater, confront clique leader Heather Chandler, played by Kim Walker, and accidentally poison her, they make it appear a suicide. Soon, Veronica realizes that J.D. is intentionally killing students he does not like. She races to stop J.D. while also clashing with the clique's new leader, Heather Duke, played by Shannon Doherty of the 90210 and Charmed uh, fame. Okay. Uh... Yeah, so, Alexis, you, why did you pick this movie? Uh, Mick doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Totally solid reason to That's pick a totally totally film. totally fair. And uh, so, I take it you do like this film. Yeah. You know what's so funny is that, like, I, I, I put it out there, like, a couple times, and I got some, some negative feedback on, you know, having this as an option originally, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I guess I won't choose it. Um, but I saw this movie, uh, 
probably like middle school and high school. Like I watched it like a couple times and I just always remember thinking that like Christian Slater was like so hot and you know I was an emo kid okay I you know I had mental health issues you know like (laughs) I feel like that just says everything you need to know about probably what his character is like he was very anti-establishment I respected that now looking back I'm just like oh he's a psycho uh yeah (laughs) you say tomato I say tomato I had not (laughs) seen this film before I think I'd seen like the first 15 minutes of it in high school yeah Mm -hmm. I didn't really jive with it yeah um this is a movie that never would have fucking ever been made after Columbine. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the finale of this, like, you know, dark comedy is Christian Slater's character putting bombs underneath the school with the intent to blow it up, yeah. wearing his fucking trench coat, which literally was the plan of the fucking Columbine shooters. They made bombs with the intent to fucking blow up the school. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just like... Yeah. This feels kind of like a movie written by and maybe for a school shooter. Yeah. Um, I was very uncomfortable. I was very uncomfortable watching this film. It feels mean. Um, I mean, that's kind of the point, but yeah. I, get, I get what you mean. It's definitely satirical. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so I kind of got different mileage from different stuff. Yeah. Um, the, like, notion that, like, you know, the media kind of wants teen suicide to be this epidemic because they can sensationalize it. Mm -hmm. I thought that stuff worked pretty well and everyone like turning the quote unquote suicides uh, into, you know, for their own benefit, uh, you know, rang fairly true and I thought was like effective satire. But like, the movie just feels so fucking mean spirited at points. Well, like the you're hanging out with the mean girls. No, of the like school, the though. filmmaking feels mean spirited. Like oh, the yeah. uh, Martha, Martha, the mm-hmm. like big girl who you get like at the beginning, like fucking yeah. fat walking sound effects. Uh, I found pretty fucking unpleasant. And uh, when she tries to kill herself, she's wearing a shirt that says, like, fun size or something. Big yeah. fun. Big that's, fun. That's After she the, just spills her soda on herself. That is the, um, that song that they're talking about in it where teen suicide just don't do it. It's by a band called Big Fun. Oh, well. So that's why she's wearing a Big Fun t-shirt because she, I don't know. And, and it's supposed to be, you know, like, oh. Don't do suicide, and she's about to commit suicide. Yeah, but also Let's it's a like a fat, a yeah, it's like a fat character wearing a shirt yeah. that says "Big Fun." So it, I, I think that the musical does so much better with Martha's character. Like instead of having this random girl Betty, who is Veronica's friend that she had ditched in order to become friends with the Heather's. Um, she had ditched Martha that instead. Makes more sense to me. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. Oh, the, yeah. the final it's a really moment, good change. Yeah, the final moment of the film is like Veronica, you know, asking Martha if she wants to come hang out. Um, yeah, which I thought was nice. Yeah, but I I do think that would be a more effective moment if like mm-hmm. Martha is the character. I I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should watch the musical. It is I, so good. I've, I've seen heard, it like four times. I've heard the song uh, 
uh, two of the songs I've heard. You make my balls you so make blue. You make my balls so blue. Uh, They're hanging sadly. Uh, <laughs> and I've also heard I love my dead gay son. Yeah, love um, that one. <laughs> that's the part that really made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a really fucking fun. With so the suicide, the quote unquote suicide, where they're in their uh, football helmets. <laughs> Yeah, that shit was funny. Yeah, the uh, the two jock dudes who are just so fucking gross. I love my dead gay son. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of sweet. J J D and uh, Veronica make it look like they killed each other in a suicide pact yeah. because they were gay together. Yeah. Um, and one of their dads just goes like, "I love him." I love my dead gay son. Yeah. <laughs> the funerals were pretty funny. Again, yeah, like that visually, for me. visually, I really like this with movie. the three D glasses. Uh, yeah, that shit I, was funny. Uh, like the production design. Is the good. production design's fucking awesome. The lighting is so fucking fun. Yeah, like, cinematography is yeah. good. I, I, I am glad that I watched this movie. Yeah, I don't know if I particularly liked it. You but know what's I, really funny? You say about production value, there's like moments in it where I'm just like, gosh, where are they? It's so it's it looks almost like fake yeah. sometimes. And it but it works for me because it's like the movie itself is so farcical in some ways. Yeah. That yeah. like that's that's kind of a, a fun thing to have like even the sets look a little fake sometimes, you know? Yeah, it, it makes sense to me that they lifted two actors from Beetlejuice to be in this. Yeah. <clears throat> because the the priest is also yeah. from Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, he's Eskimo. the friend of the mom, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. heart oh, was in sense. Antarctica. <laughs> that bit was funny where it's like all you gotta do is I mean I usually underline the sentences that's brilliant yeah, underline one word. <laughs> and it's like so stupid but then like once the public and the media get a hold of it they just start reading into it uh, with all this quote unquote you know subtext so funny though is that like if you think about it like cause I, I was an English major for a really long time and you know we're always reworking these things that people have written and like inferring things and I would I would occasionally have these thoughts of like but what if they didn't mean anything more than just what that was? Yep. What if there yeah. was no symbolism and we're just the ones that are now coming up with this symbolism? That's why critical theory I struggle with sometimes because it's just it's sometimes it just feels just so it's, it's, it's it, for me that's kind of fun. Yeah, and that's why it's fun. It's mental masturbation. Make your own yeah. meaning. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. Oh, that's how yeah. I get oh off. Oh my god, that is how I get off. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, there's some very... I, I think the reason why I remember this movie so much is, number one, Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. But also, there's just so many fucking, like, iconic lines from this movie. It's like, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa? Like, there's just... It's just... It's very fun, you know? I, I did enjoy uh, when... What's the last Heather's name? Heather Duke? Mm-hmm. Uh, her using the phrase, uh, why are you pulling my dick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that is a line that I've only heard delivered f by uh, Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny before. <laughs> you pulling my dick, bro. <laughs> um, so it was uh, very surprising to hear come out of a teenage girl in the 1980s. Mm. Um, so one other thing that I, I kind of take issue with in this movie is I feel like the movie doesn't... In some ways, it kind of lets Veronica off the hook really easily. Yes, yeah. it does. Her, the, the idea that she 
doesn't know that the bullets are going to kill the, the fucking football players. Bullets. Like she, she's, you know, nominally a very intelligent character. That's what the movie tells us. But like when JD sells her this line of like, no, the bullets are just going to make it look like they're dead, but they're not going to be dead. I'm like, fuck off. And they kind of get into it with him being like, you didn't know because you didn't want to know. Right. But like, it the movie doesn't really dig into that very heavily and i'm like she knew yeah she knew that like you would have to be such a it's it is like too much of an ask for me to be like she didn't know that these bullets from a gun were going to yeah, kill she's these not guys stu- veronica isn't stupid you know i guess i don't really think about it like that i think of it more like it's really playing on the we do really stupid things when we think that we really like a person sometimes and we're willing to like look past a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it's not like that I'm questioning like did she know but I'm like but how far was she willing to go to like mm-hmm. make him happy and like uh, I don't know just like uh, do what he wants I guess. Mm. Yeah I get. I guess I just wish that had been like fleshed out more or explored yeah. more because the, the way it played for me i was just like je m'excuse yeah. her arc is pretty outlandish you know <laughs> when she Dear gets to diary. the end and she's just like hey do you want i don't have a date for prom you just want to hang out and you know eat popcorn and watch a movie she's like i love that and then it's just like i don't know after everything she's done she just gets such a convenient it's like Jail, like, get out of jail free card. Why not? I mean, sure. It's she just, killed four people! Yeah, like, there's just okay. no, there's no comeuppance for her. Okay. There's no comeuppance at I'm all. all I, technically, it was, the Heather, Ch- Heather Chandler was not her fault. You know, like. Okay, she killed three people, excuse me. <laughs> no. uh, Wait, I, but yeah. I mean, again, this is all just satire. Uh, that's yeah. a thing. I get. I so guess it's hard it's for just... me to be like that mad at it because it's. I think it's a movie that is very aware of itself. It's just I do agree with Zach where it's like in other ways it isn't. Yeah, I, and I it's, it's just plays very different now. Yeah. Oh yeah, like now, now I watch this and I'm like, oh wow, this is very problematic. Okay, also, okay, so you know the scene where like she goes on this double date with the boys the night before and they're trying yeah, to tip a cow. The cow tipping. Oh my god, I was just like, I was literally talking to Rico. I was just like. How do you even tip a cow? Why do you tip a cow? Like, what's the... Anyways. But in that scene, is somebody getting SA'd in the background? Is the other Heather? Because, like, you can see her, like, under the guy, but she's, like, flailing around, like, the whole scene. Like, they're they're in the corner, and she's just, like, flailing around. And me and Enrique were just, like, watching this. We were just, like... Um. Mm, Wait, who's Enrique? In, and roommate? Oopsies. <laughs> You've done that like three can, times this I episode. Know. Can you bleep it? <laughs> I might. <laughs> might not. Um, yeah, but no. Like we were. I we, this we went on for like at least like a minute long. Like where they're just like in the background in the corner, but you can clearly see her kind of just like pushing him or like flailing, and then Veronica's having a kind of a conversation like in the foreground you know but that's literally just the background and uh, i know that that's not funny but that actually made me laugh the hardest um (laughs) because i'm not the most problematic person here (laughs) i think because i was 
episode. I gotta find something to say before the end of this episode. Yeah, we gotta I'm, feel, it I'm out. feeling left out. I I was just so surprised at was what I was like. I was like, are are they for real? Is that really what's happening? Um, I think it's I I think it's supposed to be a you know satirize you know the whole kind of like uh, high school experience and stuff of like stupid jock boys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, date yeah, rape, I, date yeah, rape yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, they do. They do bring that. Back when uh, JD says that all the those dudes had to offer this school were date rapes and AIDS jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, that, you put you're it that probably way. right. And yeah. One of my yeah. favorite things about like him, them killing Ram and um, what was the other guy? Kurt? Kurt, Kurt, and Ram is that like they're you know as typical drug boys, they're like acting like very homoerotic in many yeah. different ways, like constantly, and then. I think there's even something something that like kind of foreshadows it, but it, it's very fitting that like oh they they did you hear Kurt and Ram killed themselves in a repressed gay almost like yeah, a those, suicide those pact. Those two cops that like find them and yeah. they're, they're like oh like they're 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 snogging in the cars like ooh are they naked? Yeah, look at the two the two straight teens. Yeah, yeah, like oh god, what was it like? Oh, like a quarterback and a linebacker. What, what a, a waste. waste. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes, um, yikes a doodle. Another bit that I was like, woo, this hasn't aged well, but that, again, that's not the movie's fault, is uh, in the very beginning where JD, uh, after those two bullies, the two jocks come over uh, and try to scare him, uh, and he pulls a gun. He pulls a forty-five Magnum on Straight him. Straight up a gun. And yeah. And shoots him, and then it cuts away. We're like, holy fuck, shooting yeah. in the cafeteria. And then he's back in school the next day because, oh, he only used blanks. Like, that's, <laughs> that's something. It's well, like, if, like, if you see the fucking that people that are running the school I mean, yeah, and the, like how they talk to each I other. I do enjoy the adult characters in this. Yeah. I think that's probably my favorite form of, of satirizing here. Like, the, uh, the faculty. The faculty. Veronica's parents were always eating pate. They're, they're just so they're just so fucking in a whole nother world. But I do love the scene where uh, Veronica's mother, you know, Veronica's like, you know, we just want to be treated like adults and like y- you are being treated like adults, like kind of like this whole thing of like, oh, the world sucks and and uh, society, you know, just doesn't treat us with respect. All we want is to be treated with respect. And it's like that's basically you coming out of you're, you're coming into adult consciousness where you realize you're not a kid anymore so that's just you reckoning with, yeah, this is adulthood in modern society. I think the whole movie is just kind of this thing of like, oh, you're even if you're still a kid, your actions really do have consequences, yeah. whether or not that's um, making somebody feel like shit when you're bullying them or fucking murdering a student, you know, like and uh, except for the fact that we do not underline that because Veronica does not get any consequences in the end. And I'm 100 percent for that. <laughs> I'm 100 percent for that. You heard it here first, kids. <laughs> I uh, I'm behind Veronica. And it's kind of Veronica. funny. Veronica did nothing wrong. Okay. <laughs> and it's kind of funny that we've like bookended this month with like a movie that's like largely we're riding with the jocks yeah. and now we're riding with uh school shoot <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the full spectrum right there oh, uh, no. inside you there are two wolves you know this a movie jock. and one is heavily armed this <laughs> movie is kind of considered like a cult classic and it is this has a big following yeah and i mean like 
the this is probably the most popular the, movie we've talked about this month. Yeah, uh, and, well, no, more days, than days confused. Days confused. It, very popular. It, maybe it's comparable, but I, I yeah. don't know. In a different, it's, it's in a different like way because like days and confused. I feel like everybody can agree. Like, oh my god, that movie's so good. Maybe and it's because so I maybe it's because I know? came up with a bunch of theater kids in high school, but I, think, I feel like I heard yeah. this movie discussed more. When well, I, was I think true. this this movie's very polarizing. You know, because it's like yeah. either you fucking don't like it that which, much or you really fucking which like is something it. Conjures strong feelings. Yeah, I would yeah. like to say, uh, Alexis, you picking this as don't like it. I completely salute that. Um, <laughs> I when I first saw this years ago, it was hard for me to pay attention. I just didn't dig it. I didn't know why this was so popular. Um, on a rewatch, I still don't care for it that much, but I I have warmed to it. Yeah, actually, I I enjoyed it more on this round because precisely that it does swing for the fences. It yeah. is saying something. I may not like it but it is making bold choices and i found it less boring and therefore i do uh admire it a bit more for that yeah. even if what it's saying is like oh don't know about that yeah I, has uh, it aged well yeah there's definitely a lot of things that like it's like oh that didn't really age well but then there's other things that i'm like yeah, i don't it, know if this was ever supposed to age well at all i think it was supposed to be in poor taste i think it was like a dark but, comedy made in again, poor taste yeah, specifically yeah. But again you, know? you need to remember and, that that's not the film's fault that it that it hasn't but, aged well but then it's also like it's a product of the mid 80s yes. you know exactly so. it, it's it, exactly that and it's not the movie's fault that basically what it was in a way satirizing and predicting ends up kind of happening in society for decades to come which is really yeah. sad. But another thing that I'm like, oh, I, I think that I particularly enjoy it is that I love seeing movies sometimes that like satirize the whole mean girl thing because, you know, as a girl who did experience uh, high school, you know, I some of those experiences ring a little true. As someone you know? who was a mean girl. No, I was, I was not, I was not a mean girl. I was not a mean girl. Were you one of the plastics? <laughs> no, I was uh, I, I would hang. I was hanging out with kids like, um, not like JD. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Um, um, I don't know if they even had kids like the kids that I was. Fuck. Who was I saying the other day? Oh yeah, Eddie Munson. So throwing it back to my alarm. <laughs> I, I was actually hanging out with kids kind of like him in high school, mm -hmm. like the last couple of years. Mm. Like we had the only goth kid in our group, and then you know, the like a bunch of my goth kid. Bunch of my, you know, my friends were all like, you know, they listen to like metal or like, you know, That's Dead fun. Kennedy's punk, you know, like they were Dead Kennedy's fucking rule. Yeah, yeah Dead Kennedy's great. Um, yeah, no. So I was, I was definitely not one of the plastics. I mean, freshman year, I hung out with some popular kids, but I really realized How did like that, go that for you? it was fine. I just didn't have a lot to talk about with all of them. Yeah, um, it's because you were smarter boys. than them. Um, you had you were more of an intellectual. No, I'm telling you, like there was, you know, those are all kids that you know they're like in ASB and like things like that. You know, like they're popular, but they're also really involved with the school or like they're friends with all these jock boys. And I fucking hate jocks. <laughs> I fucking hate jocks. Which is maybe why I like this movie so much. I'm like, ahaha, ha, the boys that are date raping the girls get fucking murdered. They get nuked. Am I mad about yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, that is again. That is one. One of my favorite lines with JD's like, oh, so yeah, we're going to like fucking cry. Like, don't cry for spilled milk. That's, that's a line. But that's basically yeah. what he's saying. You yeah. Know, that could be bullying people, like day raping people. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not feeling that bad about it. <laughs> well, are we, are we coming back around to being pro school tutor? <laughs> no, no, I, no, he, no, no. Is that the stance this podcast is no, taking? No, no, no. Man, I thought um, I, uh... Veronica Sawyer did nothing wrong. <laughs> Jesus. 
JK, kind of. Oh, um, Jesus, Eric this is our uh, This is our 50th episode and our final episode. <laughs> yeah, we had a good run. We had a good one. Oh, my God. Uh, Zach, you better say something fucked up before we wrap. Uh, I did. You just, neither of you just heard it. So. Uh, yeah, another thing that I, yeah, like, Heather Duke is, like, always throwing up but then as soon as like heather chandler dies she's literally in the locker room eating like a chicken leg like you guys, yeah <laughs> you guys yeah. saw that. yep yeah that's funny this movie is funny there are yeah. definitely moments you uh, know i i think that this movie is kind of an interesting counterpoint to mean girls like mean girls definitely owes a lot to this movie yeah um I think that the thing that works for me more with Mean Girls, I guess, is what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Veronica did nothing wrong. Yeah. Mean Girls, Katie kind of gets her fucking comeuppance. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it does interrogate her behavior and doesn't, like, let her off the hook. Yeah. In the same way that this movie does. And I feel like the behavior's a lot more extreme. Yeah. Um, but... You know, it's it's a fantasy, it's yeah. a satire. Like I, but then again, she's also like an upper middle class white girl. Uh, so it's Veronica. So, no, I mean, oh, oh I mean, yeah. Veronica's oh. an upper middle class white girl, and you know, I mean, I'm I could believe that she could get away with that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. This also, uh, this film does uh, follow a fine tradition of '80s movies where. Uh, Winona Ryder ends up with another extremely pasty person. Yeah. Uh, His eyebrows are crazy. Yeah, Christian Slater has a fucking insane face. He's so hot in this movie. He's so hot. He's so yeah. hot. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, it's fuck that, me it's in that, that trench coat. It's that damn JD. He's so hot right now. You yeah. know what, what okay. I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wait, guys, his relationship with his father. Oh, that shit was funny. That shit's so funny. The fact that like he's like, yeah, I, last time I saw my mom, she was waving out a library window. And then you find out that the dad was blowing up that building and she walked yep. into that building two minutes before it was going to blow he's up. He's watching it on and VHS. Then, and then waves at him. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a like, dark no film. wonder he's a fucking psycho. Because yeah, the, the like, dad that also, like, that mom, Jesus. He talks about how there was someone in another building that he demolished, too. Mm -hmm. Like, the dad is also killing people. Yeah. It's real unsettling. Runs in the yeah. family. Um, yeah, no, Veronica's like 100% like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, what, what is, the fuck what is, is Veronica going on? ask JD about her, about his dad? Where it's like, like, do you even like? Do you even like him or something like that? And he's like, I never even considered. Never gave it. the question much thought. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. says a lot. Actually, I think that says a lot about yeah. him. It says a lot about society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I do enjoy quite a bit in this movie is the uh, little like because I I think a few times JD is either referred to as Jesse James or uh, I think. Veronica compares them to Bonnie and Clyde at one point. And whenever yeah, yeah. JD shows up, you get this like little cowboy kind of sting of music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, Whoa! like that, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I, I saw the, the score. Definitely saw the parallels with Bonnie and Clyde. Also saw the parallels of scream too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just these fucking psycho fucking teen killers uh, that are just yeah. doing it because, you know, it's like they just want to watch the world fucking they're just burn. They're bored. Yeah, they're bored. Yeah, they're bored. Yeah. 
This yeah. is literally the high school experience. What kind of fucking shitty trouble can we get into now? Yeah, yeah. it's a lot more lighthearted and dazed and confused, but you do see the, the real inner darkness of that in this. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the extreme nihilism do, of, of being a teen. I do also love, though, that this movie doesn't pull punches with, like, the high school experience in the way, like, when they go to this college party. It's dingy. It's gross. There's people drunk everywhere, and then she just fucking throws up on the carpet before they leave, you know, which is really, you think the things are going to be cooler than they are, but that's about what it is. It's literally just a dingy hallway, dingy room, dingy living room, and you're all just drinking, and then people get sick, and people fuck. Yep. Yep. In that order. If you, uh... (laughs) God, that just makes me think about this bit from uh, this... I, I don't. I think the podcast is Come Town. Mm. Uh, they have a bit called Hot Couch Theory, which mm. really describes a uh, part of the college experience that I think everyone has had, mm. where you wake up on a hot leather couch, faux leather couch, mm-hmm. in some room, extremely hungover when you're like 19 with like a blaring headache. And you feel like if you move any direction, it's going to hurt more. And then you start hearing a sound. And you realize that you've been hearing this sound for the past hour. And you turn and look. And it's the DVD menu for Too Fast and Too Furious. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, yeah, that's the kind of energy that the college party in Heather's has. It has hot couch energy. You know, side note, Heather gets mad at her for not coming back into the party because she's like, she's like, hey, we're hanging out with these guys. That shit's real. Okay. People, and I will not name any names because I, I, you know. People grow, they change. But I have definitely been looped into going back into a party or back into things just because one of my girlfriends was like, no, but like we're hanging out with his friend and his friend likes you and da 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 da. And I'm like, cool, I guess I'll just go back in and get date raped, maybe. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, that dude's so fucking gross at the college party. Gross. Fucking nasty. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know this movie. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah, don't, and nobody don't be will a fucking creep. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I just really like dark comedies like this. Oh I don't my know. God. But justice for Martha Dunstock. Justice yeah. for Martha. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad I saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. I feel like this is, you know, kind of a cultural touchstone film that yeah. I it's like had not seen. There was a slew of John Hughes movies, you know, right. in the early to like mid '80s, and then later in the '80s, and they were like the quintessential, like, oh my god, high school movies. But it was like, you know, love stories, you know. And I feel like this came, and it was like, oh, this yeah. is not. Not what we thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, it honestly kind of reminds me of Blazing Saddles, satirizing the very popular Western genre. Yeah. And this does the same with the very popular like John Hughes types of films. I do yeah. also love the use of color in it because every single one of the four girls, so the three Heathers and then Veronica. Yeah, I feel like we haven't stated, colors. for those with of you who haven't tables. seen this film, all of the popular girls are named Heather. Heather, yeah. Heather Duke, Heather Chandler, and Heather fucking whatever um that is her last <laughs> McGraw <laughs> and Veronica and they don't really like state it in and this is why I like the musical a little bit better is because like it's very clear that the reason why she became friends with these girls in the first place is because 
she wanted to not be a loser anymore, essentially. And she's like, I can like I can write notes like really well. Like I can do forgeries of anything like medications. Oh, yeah. Passes, whatever. I thought that came across. You thought it came across? Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much was her into this group. But she's always in blue. Heather Chandler, the main bitch, is always in red. And then Heather Duke's in green. And then the other girl is in yellow. And as after Heather Chandler dies, you can see that Heather Duke starts to wear red. She starts to become the devil of this school. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, what was I thinking? Oh, man. Yeah, so the the note-forging aspect of this film is something we didn't really get into, which is also (laughs) super fucked up. It is really fucked up. Part of why JD and Veronica are able to stage these murders as suicides is because Veronica is really good at forging people's handwriting. Yeah. Um, It's kind of talented. Have either of you seen the talented Mr. Ripley? Yeah. It's kind, it kind of reminded me of the talented Mr. Ripley, which I did not expect from this film. Because mm-hmm. in that movie, Matt Damon's character is like able to, you know, pass off that someone he killed is still alive because he can do vocal impressions and forge handwriting really mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. yeah, but you know, I feel like the movie isn't really as much on on his side as. Uh, <laughs> as Heather's is for Veronica. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe I just gotta let that go. Maybe I just gotta roll with it. Maybe I yeah. just gotta accept that Veronica did nothing wrong. Maybe I, you know. Yeah. I, I, can I just say the one of my favorite moments? Is, Please. You know when Veronica's faking her own death and it looks like she's hung herself and JD, <laughs> JD comes in the window oh, and yeah, he's, that like, was funny. he's like, he's like, well, shit. I mean, I really didn't think you'd do it. I mean, I was coming here to kill yeah, you. Yeah, he has his magnum with him. he has his fucking him. gun with him. He's like, I was coming here to kill you, but why the fuck you kill yourself? Like, you yeah. really could have this out, you know? Like, <laughs> and then, like, he leaves, right? Because he's like, I'm going to go blow up the fucking school. Um, and Classic. Then, and then she's still hanging there for a minute. Her mom comes in and sees her just, like, fucking hanging there and then starts to say this, like, oh, I guess I could have been nicer. I guess I could have done this and da da da. And then she just pops her head up. Hey, mom, what's up? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and her mom's not phased. No. Yeah. She's just like, what? Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite visual gags in this is underneath the bleachers at the end, the dynamite's there, and you see someone light a match. And it comes down, and it's just the stoner girl lighting a joint. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, that did make me laugh. That, that was a great visual gag. Uh, yeah, you know. What a picture. What, what a picture. picture. What know, a picture. I, you know what? I, get, I, I can see why this is an Alexis film. This makes sense yeah. to me yeah. as, a, as a cornerstone Alexis piece of cinema. Mildly problematic, but, you know, yep. funny. Yeah. yeah, and there's a, <laughs> a, a, a hot, sickly-looking white man. Yep. Yeah. has all yeah. of the Alexis yeah. staples. Yeah, it really does. It really does. <laughs> um, do we have anything else on Heather's? Uh, no, I think we were actually pretty uh, comprehensive here. Yeah, fuck the shitty jacks. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, but don't, also fuck the angry nerds. Yeah, too. yeah. Don't don't yeah, shoot don't, up your don't, school. Don't don't, <laughs> don't shoot. Just don't be, don't, yeah, you know what? Don't let's do let's that, amend yeah. that statement. Let's go back to what Alexa said. Just don't be a douchebag. Yeah, don't be a douchebag. Don't, don't be, be a, a douchebag. This yeah. is a message to our one percent of listeners who are under eighteen. Don't be a fucking dick. Okay. Yeah. Be nice to people at your school. High school is miserable. Um, High school is miserable. Most of us are miserable. Don't yeah. take it. Don't take it out on others. Yeah. Yep. And now with that, 
warm and important message. We're out of back to school month. Yeah. And Come and gone. What are we doing next month, guys? International Cinema Month. So I think what we're going to try to Zach do. Zach changed his mind. Going forward. Well, it's technically still yeah, a I think, big I, umbrella there. I, I think what we're going to try to do going forward is each subsequent year during International Cinema Month, we're going to focus on the cinema of a different continent. Yes. And this year, we are starting with Asian cinema. Yes, but... Of course. I, I want to say something. I would like to exclude India from this conversation. Typical Zach. Because India so is its own subcontinent, and it has so many different film industries within it. Yeah, no, I agree. I would like to save India. India needs its own dedicated... I, I do think that India should get its own month. And I, you should get it sometimes. I, I yes. think that it deserves it. Um, um, this is going to be a stupid question. What is Australia? Nope. Australia is a continent. It's a continent, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, okay. it's not a part of Asia. So. No, no, it's no. Not I, part of- <laughs> wow, Mick. Thank you. I Good job, man. I didn't know. At I'm just all. here to you know, lay it, I, lay I it straight. I heard that my brain just fly off in the distance before I asked that question. Thank you so much. Like, Australia does not apply to this. Good job, Mick. Hey, Mick, what's nine times four? Nine times four is 35. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, the fun thing about multiples of nine is that the numbers always add up to nine. <laughs> At least uh, all of the multiples of nine from one to ten. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, our first movie. I, I have a pick for our first movie. Yes. It Say it. coincides with Say this it. film's re-release. It's its 20th anniversary, and that would be Park (laughs) Chan-wook's transgressive (laughs) classic, Old Boy. Park Chan-wook! We're We're fucking getting into our boy Park Chan-wook. My my weird guy. Yes. Your weird uh, guy, yeah. It's Old Boy. You have Park Chan-wook. He has Paul Rubens. Uh, I don't. (laughs) He's not my guy. Nor is Ed Helms. Ed Helms is Nor is Ed Helms. Uh, But yes, Old Boy, 2003 film, directed by Park Chan-wook, starring Choi Min-sik, and Kang Hyo Jung, I'm fucking butchering it, but oh, you know what? God. I have a guest who yeah, might be able to pronounce these things correctly. <laughs> Alexis, go ahead, take it away. I'm all... Amend this, please. Oh, Hyo Jung? I guess, yeah, Hyo Jung. Mm. Kang Hyo Jung. Choi Min That's not much better. <laughs> all right, well, again, I, uh, I, I have someone from Korea who I can bring in. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking Old Boy next week. Uh, and I'm excited to finally see it all the way through. If you want to find Old Boy, uh, you are not going to be able to online because it is... Uh, it has been made extremely fucking hard to find. Wait, then how are we going to watch it? We're going to go see it. Oh, Alexis owns it. We're going to go see it in theaters, buddy. When? Whenever we want. We could go today. I can't do today. Well, that's a new problem. What about oh Saturday God. next week? Uh, yeah, I think I can do Saturday next week. Okay. Because um, yeah, we're both working during the week. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Yeah, Old Boy. It's our film. And uh, go see it in theaters. Uh, you can can't try wait. to find the DVD of it. Although, like, it's been kind of out of print in the States for a bit. Uh, How are our viewers going to watch it? Well, you know, figure it out. I'm not here. Oh. Go, to, go to a theater. It's, it's getting like, a pretty big re-release. I feel like we never, like, list out any trigger warnings. But, you know... 
I mean, this one should have probably had one. Probably <laughs> a lot of discussions of yeah. <laughs> suicide, sexual assault, yeah. school shootings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, trigger warning for old boy for just kind of all the stuff. For everything. Yeah. <laughs> kinda, it's a Park Chan-wook movie. It's yeah. violence. You know Park Chan-wook, he loves a little mild incest. Um, wow, spoilers. <laughs> is there such thing as mild incest? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know like, incest was on a Stoker, spectrum. Oh, uh, Hardly uh, know her. I'm like... Fuck. Stoker. Hardly know her. Stroker. Stoker. Yeah. Smoker. Never mind. I don't All right. Yeah. There's, there's incest in this film. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Old boy. Go see it in theaters. And if you want to find us, the film majors on the internet, you can find us at Film Majors Pod on Instagram, threads, and TikTok. And shoot us an email at filmmajorspod at gmail.com. Berate us. Just go after we, us. We deserve it now. Yeah. We really yeah, deserve we, it now. We've really put in the work it's to earn 9:30 it. It's 9.30 and we've been so problematic for the beginning of the day. <laughs> yeah, what we the were, fuck? Alexis, you honest. started gonna... this episode tired and you really warped the fuck up. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> this, this episode kind of gave me the ick and it's our own fault. <laughs> You're the one. Okay. You're I the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. I am baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am baby. You're. Okay. All right. Now I really have the answer. <laughs> Bye.